Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. This is People Every Day. Coming up, grab your scrunchie. We're pressing rewind and taking it back to the 90s with hosts of the new People in the 90s podcast, Jason Sheeler and Andrea Laventhal. My lip liner was dark, my gloss was light, and my choker was tight. It's June 4th. What's up, everyone? This is People Every Day, and I'm your fly host, Janine Rubenstein, and TGIF. Yes, it is Friday. And if you're wondering why everything I'm saying is sounding way dated, well, it's also Flashback Friday, and People Every Day is going back to the 90s today, guys. We are doing a very special full episode to celebrate the launch of People's new weekly podcast, People in the 90s. They could not have picked a better decade, if you asked me, Okay, totally unbiased, brandy loving millennial over here. People in the 90s is as neon nostalgic as it sounds and features interviews with tons of stars reflecting on that iconic era in their lives and careers and in history. And it is hosted by my iconic colleagues, Jason Sheeler and Andrea Laventhal, who are here with me today to have some fun. Hi, guys. Hi. That was just beautiful. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you. So to be on theme, We are calling today's show the people in the 90s pop up audio episode. (laughs) You may recall that hit VH1 show from the 90s where fun little factoids would pop up during old music videos. Well, when you hear this sound. It'll be followed by a fun 90s fact. Okay, so listen in for those. So let's get started with just a quick breakdown. Jason, give us the details on how people in the 90s came together, the inspiration, all of that. Okay, this is actually a real surprise. And for everyone listening, this is not planned. Like <laughs> pop-up video is actually in my pitch. Pop-up video was once the highest rated program on VH1. I've been working at People Magazine for about 15 months now. And after I started, I just, I was like looking through all the archives and I was just like randomly, I was like, what if we did a podcast and went back to one issue of People Magazine in one week in the 90s? And my pitch really was like, pop-up video meets this American life, right? It's like, you know, random pop culture facts with really, you know, deep and meaningful interviews with um, with the people of, of the 90s. So Andrea, okay, why the 90s? Why this era? Well, first of all, I think Jason, what he just said was really just like a long way of saying he wanted a reason to work with me closer than we already <laughs> do. So he came up with a dream project for the two of us. And um, I'm so excited to be along for the ride with his vision because I love the 90s. Um, I grew up in the 90s. I think I had some killer highlights back then. I loved that chunky highlight look. My eyebrows were non-existent. My lip liner was dark. My gloss was light. And my choker was tight. And I just came up with that (laughs) rhyme. 
<laughs> I mean, she is like dropping it in here. I mean, like, I mean, to be fair, my eyebrows, Andrea and I did the same eyebrows in the nineties, which is, which, which growing up in Arkansas was not a good thing to have Pamela Anderson eyebrows. However, um, we, we were passionate about our eyebrows. Yeah, in the 90s. it was an important thing. Oh, and you guys are just perfect for this. Andrea, of course, you are our style and beauty director. So we're going to be getting all those style tips. And then Jason, you are deputy editor over in the West Coast. So you guys are going to be folding in a lot of just smart, interesting facts about this era as well with all the fun. Like a lot of people are like, why the 90s? And why can't we forget the 90s? Or why can't we move on from the 90s? And it is this golden era of pop culture in that it's sandwiched between major world events, right? Like post-Cold War, in pre-social media. And so there's this like golden age of pop culture there that's worth mining. And there's a reason why we can't get away from it. I'll say one thing Jamie Lee Curtis told us when we were asking everyone, why can't we forget the nineties? She says that nostalgia makes us very comfortable because to be in the present is uncomfortable. Nice. I like that. Give it some weight, some grounding. Like that's why we're here. (laughs) Exactly. Some meaning. (laughs) Okay. So let's start in now on nineties power couples. Who do you guys focus on in the show? Actually, tell me who are some of your favorite 90s power couples. Let's start there. Well, I am a Johnny Depp and Kate Moss girl. Ooh. Yeah, we love... I mean, Johnny Depp is such a 90s icon. He was with Winona Ryder and then he was with Kate Moss and they were kind of that dirty, sexy, mm-hmm. bad boy, bad girl couple. Like, I think I say on the podcast that they are the kind of couple who like smoked under the bleachers in high school <laughs> at lunchtime, right? They like never went to class. They oh, were just that's badass. scene right there. That was in every single 90s high school movie, right? The, the emo kids <laughs> oh my God, under oh my God. the bleachers. Andrew, Andrew can tell you all about 90s romantic comedies. I, I was definitely like a Lisa Bonet, Lenny Kravitz person. Like I, I like lived for a different world, you know, and like I was totally like shipping like Whit, you know, Whitley and Dwayne for sure. Um, and the like little glasses that folded up, which I, which I definitely wore. Um, but I loved Lenny Kravitz and Lisa Bonet. And they're still for me, like what's amazing about Lenny Kravitz and Lisa Bonet is like, mm-hmm. I still completely stand their style. Like nothing has changed with them which is like just so incredible. Nothing's changed. Nothing has changed on them. Okay. Including their faces, which is amazing. No, like I'm not putting anything out there. Like it's good genes. You know what I'm saying? Like those, those people are just smoking still. Lisa Bonet's current husband, Jason Momoa is also very hot and good friends with her ex Kravitz. For me, it's between Martin and Gina from Martin. Yes, I know they're not real, but I stand. <laughs> and Brittany and Justin. Yes, Brittany Spears and Justin Timberlake. Okay, this is the Mickey Mouse Club years, the early fame before, you know, Crimea River and the dark 2000s and all that breakup drama. Oh, RIP that relationship. But let's move on to another A-list 90s couple, Elizabeth Hurley and Hugh Grant. And you guys got to catch up with Elizabeth Hurley, who talked about their headline-making relationship in the 90s and how they're doing now. Let's take a listen. I'm still extremely good friends with Hugh. You know, we went through so much together. But I've been thinking, I think one of the most important things to keep good relations with your exes is to have a lot of respect for their current life. That's nice, yeah. You know, Mm. I mean, I haven't been, I mean, we haven't been romantically involved for 20 years, I don't think, even though, you know, we we have such a strong friendship, but we're always very aware that there are other people in our lives, you know, Mm. there's partners, there's children. I I love that she said, you know, we we were talking about that when Andrew and I were starting to come up with dream list and dream list of of guests, she certainly was way up there because that was a seminal moment of the 90s. Like she kind of fell to earth fully formed in that Versace dress at the premiere of Four Weddings and a Funeral. But more to that, she, you know, she was an influencer long before we had these influencers, right? And so we even talked about 
to Elizabeth Hurley, we said you kind of consciously uncoupled with Hugh before that was way before that was a thing. And she loved that. She thought that was very cool. <laughs> she, she, we couldn't believe, we could not believe how game she was for all of our, for all of our questions because she really, and she had a really, really good perspective on where she came from and like where she is today. And who would think that we'd be getting relationship advice from Elizabeth Hurley? I mean, <laughs> we're interviewing her about the 90s and here she is schooling us on like how to stay friends with an ex. So it's really like tons of information, unexpected information so good, in the so podcast. Good. Yeah. And she's also she's also someone really easy to, to underestimate. And I think that and I think that you do that at your own peril with Elizabeth Hurley. Ooh, at your own peril. Well, OK, let, let's talk about uh, where there was a lot of peril in the 90s. High school, uh, teen culture. Ooh, I mean, tell, tell <laughs> uh, me. We had teen <laughs> people. We had teen people. There were teen magazines. I mean, Tiger Beat. Hello. Um, movies like Clueless and shows like 90210. So walk us through the elements of teen culture that you guys dive into in this show. Andrea knows a, a lot about this because she was she was working in magazines when, at, at peak teen culture, right? I was a teen at peak teen <laughs> culture, Jason. Oh, sorry. Don't oh my you, gosh, wait, whoops. Don't <laughs> you dare age me. I mean, day. she's been doing this for a million, million years. years. I, thought, I played the magazine <laughs> editor in my teens. I fantasized about it. Oh. So I, you know, was basically the tail end of high school, early college when these teen movie explosion happened. And I remember being like, oh, this is how... Mm -hmm. Your last night of high school is supposed to be, or this is what's going to happen at the prom. And of course, none of that was true, <laughs> but watching it on screen was so fun. And, you know, everyone was a, a Jennifer Love Hewitt or a Julia Stiles or any of those, you know, a Brandy. Like these were the girls next door who just happened to be stunning and have a lot of depth and layers and feelings and emotions. And then, of course, there was the even more complicated guy next door, the love interest. It was just these movies were so fun. And they're the kind of movies you still watch today over and over and over. And what's interesting about, about teen culture, and we talk about this on, on the episode, which we dedicate to 1999 and, and the rise of it girls like Julia Stiles, is that that generation, which we now call millennials, was coming of age, right? They were learning how to drive. They were learning how to, how to shop. They were like, we were all paying attention to the fact that this, the largest generation since baby boomers mm -hmm. were coming of age and they had a little bit of money. And so all of these teen magazines like Teen People came about, Cosmo Girl, Elle Girl, later Teen Vogue, they all came about and capitalized on this teen culture. And that way influenced everything we were listening to and wearing and watching. And that's where someone like Julia Stiles came about. And we talked to her and she really has an extraordinarily healthy perspective um, on career and fame and also her contemporaries at the time. Nice, nice. But you also talked to... 90210 stars Tori Spelling and Jenny Garth, right? I mean, I cannot believe that we got to talk to them. It was uh, it was basically a happy was, we, hour. It yeah. was just like we were all we all found out that we're all Brenda's except for Jenny, <laughs> who who took the quiz and found out she's a Kelly. Yeah, so. she actually took a quiz and revealed. Yeah, because because Tori was Kelly, like, I'm a Brenda, so. and I was like, Oh, me too. And Jenny's like, I'm a Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> they were hysterical. They are truly best friends in real life. They. When I say finish yeah. each other's sentences, they actually answer for one another and always get it right. It's like the newlywed game for friends. <laughs> they were so funny and so candid with us. And we got the best compliment, Janine, you'll love this. They told us that we asked them questions they'd never been asked before. Oh, and then my Jason goodness. Like we, we were Lord, I've already added it to my LinkedIn profile. We we could not yes. believe like because like what I mean, we all know like that's, there's no bigger compliment because they've been asked everything over everything. and over again. But they they were they were so game and so and so supportive. And we have really you know we actually got very 
surprisingly deep moments, you know? <laughs> well, let's, let's listen to a little bit of their interview now. We got a sneak peek for you guys. The bond that we all have with one another is so unique and so strong and so genuine. You know, it came before anything else, before any of our wild and crazy lives now. So it's like the foundation of who we are as people and we'll always be there for each other. 100%. Yeah, we have a text, a group chat that is wild that people would be shocked to see. <laughs> it's just so like where we all regress to our like teen selves when we talk to each other. It's just fun. Who sends the dirty memes? I, I'm going to guess zeroing. If anyone were to do that, it would be Ian. He's got a great sense of humor. Well, let's talk music. Let's talk music. Uh, it was a huge time for hip hop, you know, also a big b decade for girl bands and boy bands. Um, and you guys focus on music in one of your episodes. So walk us through just some of the takeaways you got from from how music came to define the 90s. It is. What's interesting about pop music in the 90s is, you know, what, what we found out in, in talking to Paula Abdul is like, you know, it really started 1988, right? With, with her, with her first album that later that took actually took 64 weeks on the charts to become number one, like this incredibly, incredibly slow burn for, um, for straight up to reach the top of the charts and, and talking to Paula and talking about the people that she worked with in crafting those, those sounds, it was like a, a huge foundation in, in R and B and, and then, you know, synth beats. Right. And so it's like this very, like the deep bass and the synth sounds coming to define the sound of the nineties. And then later, of course, with, with the rise of hip hop and girl bands, like, like TLC really, that is like everything in one band, right? In, in my humble opinion. In 1994, TLC's Crazy Sexy Cool was the first album by a female group to go diamond. They really define the sound of the nineties in so many ways. They're still the fourth best-selling girl group of all time. And then for me personally, I think that they also define the look of pop stars and, and hip hop stars because of their, they intentionally wanted to wear oversized clothes because they, they wanted to take away the over-sexualizing of, of women in, in pop music, right? And so they wore oversized clothes and then they, then they fastened condoms onto their outfits because they wanted to promote safe sex. I mean, it's all so incredible and well thought out that we give like, this is long before the meat dress, you know what I'm saying? So with all due respect to Lady Gaga, <laughs> TLC is perhaps the most avant-garde pop stars of all time. Wow, I love that. I remember being like, I'm going to wear a condom on my <laughs> shirt, you know? And my mom's sort of like, what? Would what you, you take watching? that condom off? You, <laughs> you know, what's on your, you don't even know what a condom is. No, I'm, I'm, no but also, <laughs> also you, you guys are making me reminisce on all of the, the ways that we were able to see this thanks to MTV, of course, and, and, and TRL and, and uh, look, yo, MTV raps. Yeah. And, and Paula just had, Paula had a very, very good way of, of talking about music and she's very respectful of the writers she worked with. And she even told us that like, you know, her first number one straight up was actually recorded in a shower at the producer's house. I recorded straight up in his little shower and in the early uh, masters of, that were released, you could actually hear someone banging from the next apartment going faintly. <laughs> oh my goodness, I, that is no, I, so good. I, I love that. And you go back and listen to straight up with with those words in your head and you hear like Level Never Do Without You by Janet Jackson. You get you start to understand where the foundations of, of all that, that sound came from. And it came from, from Paula Abdul in 1988. Next up, I put Jason and Andrea's 90s knowledge to the test. Stay tuned.
Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let Mom's Green Thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give Mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. Okay, so guys, we're going to play a game called Most Iconic Now. Uh, This is a rapid fire game, so don't think too hard. Just first thing that comes to mind. Um, Start with Most Iconic Show. Andrea. Friends. (laughs) Most Iconic Movie. Jason. Oh my gosh, now I'm overthinking it. Andrea. Seven. What's in the box? Okay, I won't won't scare you. Not today. Most Iconic 90s Toy. Andrea. Ooh, uh, Tamagotchi. Jason? Bratz. Most iconic 90s fad. Jason? Peg leg jeans. Andrea? Body suits. Ooh, okay. Most iconic craze from the 90s. Jason? Craze. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say Snapple, even though I thought Snapple didn't... I thought Snapple was something they made up on Seinfeld. I didn't know it was a real product because we couldn't get it in Arkansas. But <laughs> Snapple seems to define the 90s in so many ways. And I'll tell you, we actually got to speak to the Snapple lady on the show. So stay tuned. That's so cool. What about you, Andrea? (laughs) Oh my God. Um, Body splashes from Victoria's Secret or bed um, and or (laughs) bath and body works. I pair glace girl right here. Oh my goodness. I think mine was like um, midnight love, midnight moon or something. Very sophisticated for (laughs) all of the late nights. That's a, that's very very advanced. Okay. Or it, mine, mine would also mine would also totally be if if not Snapple would have to be CK one because it just the '90s smells like CK one to me. I can still I can still <laughs> the find 90s it. Smells like CK one in, in my in, in my cerebral cord. And I will tell you, my movie like has to be Indecent Proposal. Oh, there we go. Now we have movie Indecent Proposal. Okay, so I hear each of you have a favorite year. What was your best year in the '90s and why? For me, it's 1994, mm. and I have reasons for this. Like Friends happened in 1994. Cameron Diaz happened in 1994. Um, and then 1994 also was when Bryant Gumbel asked in the Today Show, what is the internet anyway, <laughs> right? And so Bryant Gumbel <laughs> and Katie Couric have this discussion about what the internet is. And so all of these things came together really to shape like everything after 1994 really is the 90s. Nice, nice. And what about you, Andrea? I mean, I know this is a family-friendly show, but I'm just talking to friends here, right? So I'm going to say 1997 because that was the year I wore a baby dress to my prom with my first thong. Thanks so much for having us, Janine. <laughs> you can That's totally really say thong. I, I, I can't. I, first of all, like you dropped in baby. Which I mean, which we which will never know was, if it was BB is it, is or it actually, is We don't it, know. It, I definitely thought it was BB. Or BB? I, I Listen, was like, I what is I'm from New Jersey. It's a little more elevated there, so we call it Bebe. We're still trying to figure out if it's Fabio or Fabio, but well, from someone who wore a lot of Fubu and Dada, <laughs> it was <gasps> BB. Oh, Fubu, good, good call. FUBU stands for For Us By Us, an iconic 90s streetwear label created by entrepreneur and business Shark Tank star Damon John. So, okay, let us do 
90s trivia. Are you guys ready? It is time. Oh we are going to end out this show to find out if you really are the experts that you say. I know you are anyway. Don't worry I mean, about we're it. Like laying it. We're like laying it on the line. This is, this is actually really da- this is dangerous. This is dangerous. <laughs> no, no, no. I, no, no sports. No, no, no. It's totally fine, you guys. It's totally fine. Okay. Question number one. Name, and you can work together. Name the six buttons on a cassette player. The six buttons available <gasps> on a cassette player. Oh I'm what so stressed out. Okay, okay, so so play, mm-hmm. pause, rewind, fast forward, stop, record. Ooh, record was available on some, but what about <laughs> eject? <gasps> oh, eject. Listen, mine was manual. <laughs> Okay, eject. No, I don't God, know. We that's that. amazing. That's, that's a very that's a very good question. To be fair, but, the nineties were more about CDs. But yeah. okay, okay, okay. There there were there were cassettes. I had one. I don't mean to, I don't mean to argue with Jason, you. I don't mean to argue. I don't mean to be argumentative. Um, but no, I'm sure you can find like a Casio somewhere that had all of those and and more. So don't worry, I'll, I'll give that one to you. What was the name of the first cloned sheep? Dolly. Good job. Dang, good job. <laughs> Dolly. The first cloned sheep in 1996 was named after famed country artist Dolly Parton. The 90s film Ten Things I Hate About You is adapted from what Shakespeare play? Oh, Taming of the Shrew. Boom. There you go. Pull it. Twist it. You don't. What? Is, this, is, this, is this from? What, what is this? It's a toy. What, what it's show, a toy. What, what, show, what show is this? It's a toy. 17. It's a toy. Pull, Pull it. it. Twist it. Bop it. There you go. Bop it. <laughs> Bop it. <laughs> Dang. God, that that just like was from a part of my brain where the lights haven't been turned on in years. Wow. Like, well, thought, you got it. You got it. All right. Next one. Which of these movies did not come out in the 90s? Which of these movies did not come out in the 90s? Saving Private Ryan, Meet the Parents, Goodwill Hunting, Runaway Bride. Which of these? Meet the parents. Look at you. Just knowing stuff. Look at me. I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I, I miss I miss Bop It, so I had to catch up. <laughs> okay, only a couple more. Blockbuster famously asked customers. Oh, just even saying the word Blockbuster. Okay. Anyways, Blockbuster famously asked customers to do one thing. Was. Please be kind. Please be kind. Please rewind. Oh. <laughs> There I, go. I, f- I feel like all of the good that's happened to me in my life is a direct result of rewinding. Even oh, rewinding? Like, oh my God. Yeah. I still owe that company so many, so well, don't say many, many you dollars. You never know who's listening to you. <laughs> I, owe, I owe them so much money in late fees. Last question. What fad toy was banned from NSA headquarters because officials were concerned they could be used to spy on operations. What fad what is toy is banned from NSA? Was it yes, Furby? Furbies. Furby! Mm-hmm. <laughs> I thought those and are Furbies, are Furbies the same? Furbies and Tamagotchi are two different things, right? Yeah, they're two different like fake animals that you have to take care of, but could also come alive and eat you in your sleep. You guys... I, I I am so happy to inform you that it's a go. You are experts in the nineties. Oh my god, we've been great we've been, been greenlit. We've been certified. <laughs> You guys, thank you so much. I'm so excited for the show and for all of this. It's so fun. I cannot wait. I'll be listening, of course. So congrats on it all. Thank you, Janine. Thank you so much. 
That was Andrea Laventhal and Jason Sheeler. Be sure to tune in to People in the 90s every Thursday on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you like to listen. And now, something to make you smile from the 90s, of course. So the decade wouldn't have been complete without the many iconic jingles that came out of it, like the one for Folgers Coffee. Remember that? Well, what if you merged those iconic 90s jingles with an iconic 90s singer? Take a listen. The best part of waking up is Folgers in your cup. Pizza's on a bagel. You can eat pizza anytime. No, my friends, that is not the real Britney Spears, but actress and TikTok star Eliza Hayes Marr, who does a spot-on impersonation. And those jingles take me back. I could totally eat pizza on a bagel right now. (laughs) Back to the present. Have a great weekend, everybody. And please don't forget to rate and comment on the show wherever you listen in. Talk soon. People Every Day is produced by Julia Weaver with help from Fallon Harge, Maureen Malarkey, and Aliza Sessler. Executive produced by Christina Everett and mixed by Mary Duke, Josh Fisher, and Bahid Frazier. People's executive producers are David Blumenbaum and Zoe Ruderman. Special thanks to Will Lee, Carrie Lieberman, and the incredible staff at iHeartMedia and People.